welcome everyone to the Pulse of Dubai podcast and part two of the special two-part episode with the one and only Ghassan Hajaj. In this continuation, we are taking you on a journey to the world of fragrances with industry expert himself. Welcome to the Pulse of Dubai, a podcast from the heart of UAE. Whether you're a tourist, an entrepreneur, a working professional, or a business owner in Dubai, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice when you tune in. So I would like us to discover a little bit more your journey with the fragrances. And I want to ask you about your earliest memory of the scent of the, or the fragrance. You know, we start to uh, collect memories of scents from when we are uh, literally babies. Uh, a baby can recognize the scent of his mother's milk, for example. Uh, so uh, my earliest memories of scent in general or scents, there are certain things that I can remember, such as the smell of of the streets after it had rained. Uh, and this I can remember from a very young age, things like that. Uh, certain parts, you know, there even from trips, I can remember as a, as a very young child being in, in, in Greece, for example, and I can still remember uh, the sense of, of, of the nature there, which was a bit, you know, well, very Mediterranean in, in, in a sense. Um, so, 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 uh, you know, this is, this is the magic of scents. Scents are something that we collect throughout our life. And this is part of the reason why sometimes we like a perfume or we dislike a perfume because in fact, based on what we have smelt, uh, throughout life and what kind of memories, uh, we've had around these things, uh, if you have an ingredient that reminds us of this scent, then if it was a positive memory, we will tend to like the scent. But if it was a negative memory, then we will tend to dislike the scent. And and scent can trigger things in us. We saw actually that, um, for example, after the terrorist attacks in Paris, there were some people that were, you know, all of a sudden they would get an anxiety uh, attack. And uh, in some cases, it was because of certain noises that came very abrupt, like a, a loud bang. Um, but in other cases, it could be triggered by uh, scent, because if they were actually at the place and they would have smelled the sulfur, you know, which is, is what you could smell with a gunshot, then that would trigger a certain emotions. So scents trigger emotions. And this is... Um, Moving a little bit to the business, I have the latest reports and uh, interesting numbers showing um, the predictions of the revenue in the fragrances segment in the UAE in this year. And the report uh, said that we should expect something around $144.7 million revenue. And the GCC fragrance market Size reached um, 2.7 billion dollars in 2022, and the Imark Group expect the market to reach uh, 3.7 billion dollars by 2028. So means we have a growth of 5.4 percent during um, the next five years. So you are the expert in the niche fragrances sector. So what is your observation of the growth of this industry across the Gulf region? Well, I think there's a general tendency to growth in terms of scent all over the world, because it's certainly not only in the Gulf region. It's also in places like China, where you don't go too far back in history, where nobody was really buying any scents. And today there's a massive market there. But a sense 
and, and fragrances have always been very important in this part of the world. You have to keep in mind that the first fragrances ever created were created in this part of the world. So we're talking about Mesopotamia, which is Iraq today. These are the first concrete uh, you could say proof of sense being created. We also know that the Egyptians under the pharaohs, they were very implemented in sense, as were the Phoenicians. The Arabs on the Ar Arabian Peninsula, so here, they were tradesmen. So they were carrying, you know, they would get frankincense from Luban and they would trade and then they would uh, get pearls and, 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 and they would move to India where they would get other interesting ingredients, for example, the oud. And then you could get to Taif when you were going anyway for Hajj and Umrah and you would get the Taif rose. And you have to keep in mind that uh, on top of that, Islam is a, is a religion that actually mentions not only fragrant ingredients, but that uh, the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, encouraged people to fragrance themselves. He encouraged men to be fragranced when they pray, and especially on Friday, uh, you know, to clean their teeth, to, to wash themselves and to be fragrant so that they, you know, uh, worship in front of, 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 of Allah or God well fragranced. And although today many people think of, 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 of France as, or Kras uh, in particular as the fragrance capital of the world, Truth be told is their, their, their fragrance history is not nearly as long as, as it is here. But we also see it. I mean, I know many people here who will buy, you know, 20, 30 and more fragrances a year, whereas you still have many places in Europe where you're happy if they buy one or two fragrances a year. And usually it's, you know, when they travel and uh, or they get it for a Christmas present or a birthday present. But you don't have the same spirit of just going out and buying fragrances and collecting fragrances. Another thing is that fragrances in this part of the world is a very strong sign of hospitality. When you're invited into a, a, a local home in the GCC, you are fragranced. Uh, back in the old days, they would always uh, fragrance. In some places, they still use it. They would fragrance your hand with rose water so you can wash your hands. But definitely before you would leave and sometimes on arrival as well, they would bring out the oud so that you can fragrance yourself with the smoke. This is also not only a beautiful smell, but it's an exclusive smell. But the idea was that you want your guests to leave with a nice scented memory uh, of, of, of being in your home. And um, today this has evolved even further. That means that today you go to some houses where they might not necessarily, some of the especially younger generations, bring out the oud and burn the oud, but they would have a tray with a selection of fragrances, and then the guests can choose a fragrance that they can fragrance themselves with. So fragrance plays uh, an extremely important part in, 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 in this world. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful observation and your expertise um, in that area. And you kind of answered already my uh, third question, you know, how big part of this industry success uh, in the region, the Arab culture and the religious uh, custom plays. So as, as you said, from the religious uh, perspective and the culture, and um, I do remember myself living in London and uh, when the GCC customers, you know, visit the stores, they didn't purchase one or two bottles, it was 10, 20. And they are like really collectors. And it's so pleased, you know, to enter also those events, weddings, engagement parties, the Ramadan, you know, Eid. Um, it's, it's just the world of the different fragrances. And as you said, it's also a part of our memories. And think about it today, anywhere you go, a lot of good hotels, a lot of good retail, so a lot of stores that could be fashion, it could be, you know, a lot of places that, you know, have luxury goods, 
they have specific scents in their boutiques that smell the same in every boutique across the world. They have fragrances created for that. For many people, if you do a blind test, for example, you, 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 you know, there is a different scent almost to the popcorn that you will smell in a cinema compared to the one that you do at home, right? Mm-hmm. And when you go and you, you, you are buying your ticket, uh, the smell of these popcorn, they tempt us even more. So even though maybe we're only going in to watch a movie, for a lot of people, part of the experience is that. And this is, of course, impacted by what we smell around us. Um, so so scents in, in every way are very important. And uh, what's really beginning to, to boom here as well is the home scenting market. So like never before have people used so many fragrant candles and uh, diffusers. So, so this is also something that... Uh, it goes to show the importance. Absolutely. And I, I do agree, you know, entering certain hotels in, in Dubai, like in the country, it's just like such an experience in terms of the fragrances, uh, very unique. And it's a matter of, as you said, the recognition and something which is stick uh, to our minds. And sometimes they are very like bespoke and you cannot purchase them. So you can only experience them when you actually in this uh, particular place. Um, I would like to also ask you about um, how do you see the future of this industry and the Gulf region? Do do you see that it's growing? People have more interest to maybe more uh, know more, educate themselves uh, because I think it's also very interesting part of this industry. Certain like workshops, like your work. I see. I observe you on the Instagram. You're traveling a lot. I see that brands exploring more and more the experience of for the customers. So how would you see that, the future? Uh, the, 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 definitely, the future is a very bright future when it comes to that. And in the Gulf region in particular, yes, more and more people are knowledgeable, more and more people are learning. And I think that um, this is one of the first things that I will train retail frontliners on is always be very honest. And if, for example, if there's something you don't know, don't invent something and start saying things that you know nothing about because a lot of people today have a lot of knowledge and they read about, you know, these, uh, be it ingredients, be it the brands, be it the stories. Uh, so they come in and are already very knowledgeable. And, and even if they're not, you know, today with our mobile home phones in our hands, you're never much more than a quick, uh, uh, search on the online uh, away from getting a lot of information. But I do think that there is a huge future for the industry. I think that we're going to see some shifts. I think that um, people are today much more aware of the importance of sustainability and doing something for nature. So um, we're going to see definitely a much bigger shift towards brands uh, selling bottles that are refillable and then you can buy the refill because you can really save a lot on glass and metal and so on, plastic, when you use a refillable. There is also going to be more awareness about sustainability in terms of the growth, in terms of being CO2 neutral, so uh, not leaving a carbon footprint on, on, on nature. And you have brands that really, really very actively go in and fight these uh, issues. Um, uh, Armani being one of them, they plant lots of trees to make sure that they don't leave a negative carbon footprint in uh, uh, on nature. So, so these are some of the shifts, and uh, maybe also there people will, uh, I think, shift to being more aware of what is in the different products. Uh, and here I'm thinking in particular, for example, in home scenting and candles, 
where does the wax come from? What kind of a wax is it? You know, how clean is the wax in terms of not creating any allergies and things like that. And, and you know, funnily enough, this actually, this gives me the occasion to say, uh, this is one of the, the, the things that a lot of people complain about. Oh, my fragrance, you know, it changed a bit. Um, in most cases, when a, a fragrance changes, it's because one of the ingredients is no longer available. And very often this ingredient is no longer available because with more and more studies, we realize that it can cause, for example, certain allergies. So of course the brands will stop to use these ingredients and then they have to find replacements for them. From time to time, it could be other reasons. For example, you might have been getting an ingredient from a certain, you know, uh, farms in a certain place and they then stop production. Then there's nothing to do. You have to replace it. But very often, uh, one of them is oak moss. Oak moss is used in a lot of fragrances. Well, they found out that too much oak moss is not good and from, um, or it can cause allergies and therefore, um, they stopped. It's very interesting, you know, I could listen to you for the hours uh, because I think in this segment and the fragrances, the niche uh, fragrances, you know, uh, it's a matter also uh, what you were, uh, but how you were and what you know. So the knowledge is such a beautiful part of this journey when you're wearing these beautiful fragrances or you exploring them across uh, your house or any other celebrations. So Thank you for sharing that. And also the sustainability, it's a very important part of it, very aligned with the direction of uh, United Arab Emirates, actually the region itself. So it's nice that the brand's taking this uh, step further. Please tell us, what is the favorite part of being a fragrance expert? I guess I'm a lucky guy because I get to smell a lot of fragrances and that's not something you can complain about. I mean, uh, you know, rather that than, for example, be working at a fish market as much as I love to, to eat fish, but I don't uh, necessarily enjoy the, the, the smell of it when you go to a fishmonger or, um, a cheese as well. I love eating good cheeses, but I don't necessarily enjoy, you know, the scent of the, of the cheese store. But having said that, so it's not only being surrounded by good fragrances, but it's also being surrounded by a lot of interesting people. I'm very fortunate because in my job, I communicate on fragrances. This is what I do on a, on, on a daily basis. It's to speak to people about fragrances, uh, both in terms of educating them on fragrances, but also, you know, very much the storytelling around it, the, the whole brand and the concept. And so you get to meet a lot of interesting people and uh, sometimes people that have a lot of passion for fragrances in the fragrance industry and sometimes people that are just interesting in their own. Uh, they might not be super interested in fragrances, but they're just, you know, uh, interesting human beings. So I think that's a blessing that um, that I really enjoy and an important part of my job. And uh and the last thing is that sometimes, I mean, uh, I also help to a certain degree on the development, uh, meaning the needs of, of fragrance opportunities in this part of the world with the brand. So it's true that when I see a product that's launched and that I know that I've been part of deciding in which direction we go and have, you know, smelt some of the samples uh, of the earlier stages of production and in which direction we choose even though I'm not the perfumer and I don't create the actual set, but just to be part of that and then see something come to life, that, that, that gives uh, a lot of pleasure. 
Absolutely. I think some people might ask us uh, if this job is actually a job <laughs> or is just beautiful lifestyle, but there is lots of job uh, effort uh, put behind. Um, I want to ask you about uh, something uh, from the first part of our interview. Uh, we spoke about the dress code and I think there is something like dress code when it comes to the fragrances that it's actually represent us in a certain way when uh, we're using certain fragrances. It's also kind of the way we dress ourselves. Well, I mean, uh, yes, uh, yes and no, because I, I try to be very much open to people using the fragrance that they like and that they find appropriate for, for a time and then the occasion. But it's true that if you're about to go into a big work meeting, you don't want to wear a fragrance that's overpowering because obviously maybe you're going in and someone dislikes your fragrance. And so that also helps to give a, a negative impression of who you are as a person through your fragrance. So, so still I have to say we need to, and then there are people out there who have allergies, for example, and who can get triggered very easily by a fragrance. So I think that we need to be good. I'm not always very good at, at following my own advice, but um, because I really love fragrances and and sometimes, you know, I feel like you just can't get enough. But 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 it's true that no, I try to I try to to tone things down uh, when when the occasion calls for it. Uh. So my last question for this entire interview will be regarding the fragrances world, because so many people are very much into it. it. What would you advise to the person who would like to be a fragrance expert, how they can start? What is the start point? Be passionate. Learn, learn, learn. And you're going to learn every day. And I still learn things. And I've been in the industry for many years now. I, I started in the industry in 1994. So, and I'm still learning. And you will never stop learning and but but passion is really uh, the main driver and it's the key and it's true you said before your job is it a job or is it just a beautiful lifestyle you know there are not many people out there that do what what i do you have many people in the perfume industry but uh, the people who have the luxury of of spending a lot of time speaking about fragrances communicating on fragrances there are not that many people out there, but there is definitely a need for people out there uh, who do that. So um, if someone really has the passion, they should follow that passion and they should go for it because uh, the need is definitely there. Fantastic. For, so for all of you who are the fragrances expert, maybe you want to be uh, in this industry, there is definitely a space for it. I, I do agree. I feel like it's a kind of new profession on the market. And as we see market is growing, so there is lots of great opportunities. Just investing yourself. Yasan, as always, a great pleasure. Thank you so much. It was fantastic uh, conversation. I really enjoyed my time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And I hope you guys also going to enjoy uh, to listen our uh, conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Pulse of Dubai with your hosts, Asa and Margaret. If you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can visit us on thepodcast.ae and follow us on social media. See you next time.